Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You better try the spirits, my friend, because not everybody that comes up to you and puts their arms around you has the same spirit that you might have living and dwelling in your life. And if I can get God to come into my situation, anything can happen. But I'm telling you this, unless we get into the Word of God and we follow after God's Word, we will find out that everything that seems and promotes to be free only leads us to a place of bondage. It's not true freedom unless he that the Son is set free is a part of it. And he that the Son is set free is free indeed. Amen. Turn with me to Acts chapter 16 verse 22. You've worshipped, you've received word already, but but I, I want I don't want I don't want to keep you too long. I don't want to wear you out, but but just give me a, a few moments of your time here today and I want the Lord to speak to our hearts today because I I feel that God has I almost felt like when Brother Jones was preaching like we were working on this train track together and he was holding the spike and I was hammering the net. It takes more than one sometimes to get the job done. But we were working in conjunction. Have you ever tried to drive a spike uh, in one hand and with a, a sledgehammer in the other? You got a long way to go to get that spike put in, into the ground or through whatever it is you're trying to drive it through. But you got one guy holding the spike and another guy holding the hammer. Now you can get something done. Amen. Amen. We are working together. This story about Paul and Silas, they've found themselves in a little bit of trouble. Uh, you know, God, in case you're wondering, never said that you would never have trouble. Never said that you ha- wouldn't have hardships. But what he did say was that he would not leave us in that trouble by ourselves. And that's why for me it's a wonderful thing to know that uh, we're not alone in this thing. That when trouble comes, I'm not in trouble by myself. And that if I have gotten into trouble because God has brought me to that place, then surely there's a purpose and a reason for why I'm there. Acts chapter 16, 22, they're in a little bit of trouble. I'll get into the reason why in just a little bit. Let me read the scripture text for you today. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes commanded to beat them talking about Paul and Silas and when they had laid many stripes upon them they cast them into prison charging the jailer to keep them safely I thought that was a little ironic we're going to strip your clothes beat you down and tell the guard and the jailer hey uh, keep a close eye on them keep them safely keep them safe a little bit of a ironic use of words there after they just beat them half to death The jailer, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. It wasn't a quiet little worship service that they were having in that prison cell. They weren't ashamed of who they were singing about, who they they were praying to didn't matter to them that when everybody else ought to be sleeping that they were praying and they were singing they were having a worship service they just knew that they needed to call upon their God 
The prisoners heard them and verse 26 says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. It wasn't just Paul and Silas that were, was freed that night. It was everybody that was in the earshot of their singing. Everybody that was in earshot of their worship. There's something about when you begin to pray. Amen. It speaks further than just your own problems. It speaks further than just your own situation. It speaks further than just a jail cell that you may find yourself in. When you begin to worship and you begin to pray and you begin to sing. Man, I'm telling you what. People around you are loosed from their chains. Loosed from their bondage. And I just want to preach to you for a little while. When you can't get out. Say that with me. When I can't get out. Let God in. Let God in. You may be seated today. You know this story reminds. Uh, something came up not too long ago. In, in my news feed on uh, social media. And uh, I was reading back from a memory that I had posted about, i tell you what it was, it was about our skunk situation that we had here <laughs> several years ago, where we had to cancel Wednesday night service because skunk had crawled down into, uh, underneath the church. We didn't know if it was live or dead or where it was coming from or what was taking place. All we knew is that you couldn't hardly step foot into this church building without just being overcome with the powerful odor of a skunk. And so... We canceled church that Wednesday night, and uh, Brother Carl uh, Bergerman was so gracious and kind to offer to come over with a, a, a gun and crawl up, underneath the, <laughs> crawl up underneath the church building and go after that skunk. Fortunately, we didn't have to go that far with it. You know, he, he didn't have to pull out the gun, and, and we did find the skunk, and, and it was dead. And he said, there it is, and I jumped about uh, four foot into the air, uh, and uh, it, it had crawled in and couldn't get out. It, it had found itself in a place where it could not get back out of the building and so we canceled church and and then uh, I posted a little bit about it and made a humorous remark and somebody said you you lead one of the most interesting lives and and that's very true I, I've got a lot of things that just happened to me uh, happened to my wife out of my family I'm probably not unlike most of you because most of us have gotten into a place where we found ourselves in, in, in a little bit of a fix found ourselves in a situation where we we're trying to do the right thing and, and and something haywire went place and 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 so I've got a little story that that I have shared I think on Wednesday nights here before in the Bible study class, but, but for the enjoyment and the pleasure that you people get out of hearing about my suffering, I want to repeat it to you today uh, if you've already heard it. And so uh, it was uh, probably six, seven months ago, I was, got up early in the morning. If you know me, you know that uh, I'm not a morning person. I don't, I don't do mornings that well. I need a little time to get uh, acquainted with uh, life again as I come back to life. And, and, and so uh, my morning uh, rides to work oftentimes are just a, an hour of peace and quietness. And uh, I, I'll pray a little bit, you know, and, and turn on a, a little bit of radio sometimes, listen to KMOX on my way into work, see what's going on in the world uh, and a little bit, and then turn that off and start praying again, usually when you find out what's going on in, in the world. And, uh, and I've had people, co-workers that, that know that I've got an hour-long drive to work that have, that have tried to do me a favor and call me up on my commute. And, 
and just chit-chat with me. You know, I, I know you got an hour drive in. I just thought I'd call and just shoot the breeze with you. Why, we don't get to talk that much. And, and, and about all they get out of me is like, K, yeah, and uh-huh. And I'm just not much of a talker. Give me an hour and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll figure things out and I'll wake up and I'll come, I'll come to life. So with that in mind, you can understand my dilemma here on this particular morning. When I'm on my way to work and, and it's dark, I'm out on this uh, empty highways, 4.30 in the morning, there's not much traffic and, and uh, I'm on a very dark stretch of road. If I remember correctly, the moon wasn't even out that night. It was pitch black out here when all of a sudden I see these red flashing lights uh, from a vehicle up in front of me. And so I make the preparation, slow down a little bit and kind of get over into the other lane. There's no oncoming traffic. And began to go around when all of a sudden in my headlights I see this woman with the hood up on the car and she's flagging me down she's waving her arms in the air and it, it, it kind of startled me a little bit and and you know how you don't have much time to to think too quickly and especially at that time in the morning I, I'm lucky to think at all I'm just on autopilot getting myself to work and all of a sudden out of nowhere this woman is f trying to flag me down and so I, I I went just a little bit further trying to figure what do I do? Do I just keep going? Do I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be late for work. I've got a, you know, places to go, people to see. I've got things to do. And, and this is just going to throw me off because I never give myself extra time. Anybody else in here like that? Okay, brother, I've got one, uh, two, okay, three. Uh, well, she's pointing at him, so I don't know. That <laughs> counts for a half of a point. Uh, you know, we're just that kind of people that if I can sleep an extra two minutes, I'll take it. <laughs> And I can go back to sleep for two minutes, can't I? I sure can. I can close my eyes and boom, I'm gone. I'll take that extra minute and that 30 seconds, if, if the case may be. And so I'm on my way to work. And, and, and I'm seeing these red flashing lights and I'm thinking, what do I do? It's going to make me late for work. And uh, she's, But this lady is flagging me down. And, and I don't know if, uh, you know, I've got these things running through my head. Is this some kind of setup out here in the middle of nowhere? You know, is this lady going to flag me down? I'm going to pull over thinking she's in trouble. Next thing you know, you uh, read in the uh, headline tomorrow pastor dies found out in the middle of cornfield in the middle of nowhere you know I, I've got all these thoughts rolling through my mind of what the possibilities could happen uh, but sooner or later my conscience got the best of me and I I pulled over on the side of the road and uh, I did give myself uh, probably about a, an eighth of a mile distance between us because I thought well if she does have a partner you know, I can pull up here where at least they, they can't take me by surprise. And she came walking up to my car and I was watching every move. And I was looking out in the cornfield and just looking to see if I had anything that I could use as a club or whatever I could do to, to keep my, uh, myself safe. And found out she walks up and found out, well, she'd just run out of gas. They were on their way to someplace else, didn't really know where they were. They were just following a little bit of GPS, but their phone now was just almost dead, and they couldn't call anybody. You know, it was the worst case scenario type of thing that happens sometimes to all of us, and I wanted to tell her, you know, right here where you're at, you're in the, uh, the dead zone. If there's one Bermuda Triangle for cell, cell uh, uh, tower uh, reception, it's right here. You're in it. You're not going to get anybody where you're at here anyway. You're just out in the middle of, of nowhere, and so I said, I'll tell you what, there's a gas station just a little further up the road 
Hop on in, and I'll, I'll get you up to the gas station. You can get some gas, and then you can walk the, you know, the quarter mile back, back down to where your car's at if you need to. You might want to wait till daylight to where you don't get run over because I couldn't hardly see you. You scared me half to death. And, and so this is where she says, okay, uh, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. We didn't know what to do. And I said, we? She said, yeah, I've got a friend back here, and this is where I'm thinking, okay, now I'm really going to die, you know. <laughs> there is somebody else here, How, and I'm in this little bitty, if you've seen my little work car, a little bitty convertible, a little bitty orange car, it's got a back seat that's just a token back seat. There's really no space back there at, at all, and so now I'm thinking, oh my goodness, now I've got two people to take care of, and, and so anyway, uh, I, I was happy to hear that it was another lady, uh, and so... Instead of a man, I thought, well, at least, you know, I, I, I could maybe defend myself that there's something going on here. And, and so I left. I turned all the dome lights on the whole car. <laughs> I got all the dome. It's all lit up. I got the mirror adjusted to where I can see the person in the back, in the back uh, of the car that's back there. And, and I'm thinking later on, I'm thinking, she probably thinks that is the weirdest dude I've ever seen in my life. Man, he is strange. He creeped me out. He turned his mirror on me and watched me the whole time that he took his, you know, I'm probably freaking them out. They're scaring me half to death. I don't know what's going on. And this whole time, uh, we, we get them up finally to the gas station there, and I pull right up in front of the door at the gas station to drop them off, and it is at this point that, I, that it finally dawns on me how bad this looks. <laughs> you didn't think about it either until I just said it. And I'm thinking, now the headlines have changed in my mind. It's not pastor found dead out in the field. It's pastor found dropping two ladies off at 4.30 in the morning out in the middle of nowhere. Like, uh, what am I going to do? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, the scripture comes to mind, shun the very appearance of evil. And I said, I should have shunned God. I should have shunned. I should have just went on. Now I'm late for work and I'm going to be in all kinds of trouble. And all I really tried to do was the right thing. Somebody broke down. Next thing, i like, dear Lord, you know, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Surely nobody knows me here. And these two ladies, they opened up the door. I didn't get out of the car. I just like, you know how to operate the door. Have a good day, ladies. You know, I kept the lights on. I'm barely looking at them. I'm just happy that they're getting out of the car. As they're getting out of the car, the youth pastor from a local <laughs> congregation walks out of, out of the gas station, looks right at me, and I just kind of wave. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Shun the very appearance of evil. Now I understand that scripture with so much more clarity. He walked off, hopped in his vehicle, headed off to work, and I spun my little orange car around so fast, everybody in the parking lot was looking like, what is this crazy wild man doing? He was pulling out. I pulled up right in front of him. I didn't care if he hit me. I just, I pulled up, I blocked him. He was not getting out of that parking lot until I was able to explain exactly what he was seeing. <laughs> Brother, you're not going to go back to your church and say, guess what I saw? <laughs> I saw Brother Rice dropping two women off at a gas station at 4.30 in the morning. Didn't look so good to me. I said, hey, wait, wait just a second. He said, hey, what you doing? I said, absolutely nothing. (laughs) 
I said, before you leave, I said, let me explain what you just saw. I said, these ladies were broke down on the side of the highway. I said, next time I know I'm, I'm bringing them up here to get them gas, you know. And he's like, oh, brother, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, everybody says don't worry about it until you don't worry about it. <laughs> you see, I found myself doing the right thing and winding up in a very, what could have been embarrassing situation. Just by simply doing the right thing. Would it have been right for me to just drive on past and leave somebody stranded out in the middle of nowhere? Well, probably not. That probably wouldn't have been the, the good Christian thing to do. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of examples of going out of your way to, to help people. But this is exactly what took place with Paul and Silas. You know, the, the scripture that you spoke this morning, you know, is the same one that was going over in my head, and I wrote it down here. Let not your good be evil spoken of. And I was thinking to myself, here I am trying to do the right thing, and it could have terrible complications. Just because I did something good. Paul and Silas, you read the whole chapter and you'll find that they are simply following after a vision that they've had about a man that is asking for their help in Macedonia. And they're on their way. They leave Troas and they, they, they immediately pick up their things and they begin to make their way towards Macedonia. And on their way, they come across this, this woman by the name of Lydia. And she had a business going on and, and they spend just a little bit of, of time there. And they're on their way to prayer. And on their way to prayer, there is another young lady that is following them along with a few other people. And she's praising them. She's telling everybody, this is Paul and Silas. They're truly men of God but Paul recognizes a spirit in this young woman that is not of God they are men of God but she's not of God and Paul recognizes the spirit behind her and calls it out and delivers her from this demonic spirit that allows her to tell people's fortunes she's a biblical fortune teller Biblical palm reader, so to speak. People come to her. She sits down. She lets them maybe talk to their dead relatives, talk to their dead cat, whatever it is. You know, tells them if what their business venture is going to be successful or if they should go a different route. She began to tell them her, their future. And because of this, the people that she works for make a whole lot of money off of her spiritual connection to darkness. That evil spirit gave her the power. Let me tell you something. Not everybody that sides with you is your friend. Just because somebody comes up and pats you on the back and says, we're all in this thing together, you better try the spirits, my friend, because not everybody that comes up to you and puts their arms around you has the same spirit that you might have living and dwelling in your life. There's a spirit of that in this world right now. Amen. Can't we all just come together? Can't we all just gather together? Can't we all just agree on certain things? I want to agree on one thing, and that is the truth that is in the Word of God. I'm not interested in anything that's false. I'm not interested in anything from some other spirit. I'm interested in truth. 
I believe that she understood the power that Paul and Silas had was, was, was real. It was valid. But she was trying to validate her own spiritualism by attaching herself to their ministry. See, they're, they're just like me. They've got power with God too. My, my power comes from the spirit realm. We're all in this thing together. And, and you know that, that she was trying to validate her dark powers by attaching herself to their powers of light. And she was just trying to do something for herself. But Paul wasn't having any part of it. And the next thing you, know, you find, they have cast out this evil spirit. And that made the people that owned her. That made the people that ruled her. That made the people that gained by her evil dark ways. That made them very angry. And they decided that they weren't going to have it. Right. And they had Paul and Silas arrested. They take them down. The Bible says they stripped them of their clothing. They beat them with stripes across their back. Then they put them down into the inner chamber and they locked them in chains. All because they did the right thing. And here we are. Bruised and beaten. You know, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the pill, pill that we are dealt sometimes living in the world that we live in. Where evil is called good and good is called evil. I saw a post yesterday where, where a, a particular man has finally put himself out there, uh, uh, you know, in his uh, particular lifestyle. And, and somebody posted on there, thank God you found freedom. I thought, that's not freedom at all. Freedom only comes when you have the truth living your life. Amen. The, those that find truth, it's the truth that will set you free. Yes. Sometimes a lie can feel like freedom because it feels like it's what we want to hear. And so we can take that. But I'm telling you this, unless we get into the word of God and we follow after God's word, we will find out that everything that seems and promotes to be free only leads us to a place of bondage. It's not true freedom unless he that the son is set free is a part of it. And he that the son is set free is free indeed. There are times when you're going to be treated bad for doing what's right times when you're made to look in the wrong when all you have done is try to please God and live a life that makes him happy. But I want you to know that when you find yourself in a place where it seems like you're trapped and your hope is gone, when it seems like your power is gone and you've come to the end of your strength, don't quit praising God. Because when you can't get out of your situation, that's when you need to let God into your situation. They had every right in the minds of those that were around them to be just like everybody else. We've given up. We're here. We're locked away. It's 12 o'clock at night. It's late. Let's just try to get through another day. Probably their greatest friend in prison is sleep. Paul and Silas says, I'm not here to sleep. 
I may be stuck. I may be in a place where I can't get out. I may be in a place where I seem to be trapped. I may be at, the, at, at a dead end. There might be bars in front of the door. There may be stone that is surrounding me. There may be nothing but misery and darkness all around me. But if you think I'm going to sit here and moan and groan about my situation, I'll tell you what I've come to do. I've come to sing a little song. I've come to pray a little prayer. I've come to see if, even though I can't get out of this, if I can can get God to come into it and if I can get God to come into my situation anything can happen when you can't get out of your problem and you can't get out of your situation it's time to let God into your situation clap your hands to the Lord today somebody that's stuck needs to hear me somebody that's bound needs to hear me God is never far from those that call upon his name. Paul and Silas, they're beaten. They're broken. They're imprisoned. They've been stripped of their clothing. They've been stripped of their dignity as Roman citizens. But they've never been stripped of their song. This world will try to just ravage you. The more you live for God, the more it'll try to make you feel like you don't belong. The more you try to live right, the more that they'll look at you and say there's something wrong about you. You don't fit in anymore. They'll try to make you uh, the outcast. And they do a good job of it because the world is a vicious place. And there's times when the pressures come in and you feel like, hey, I feel stuck here. Well, let me tell you something. You're not supposed to get too comfortable in this world because we don't plan on staying in this world. And if you'll just remains faithful to God you need to know that there's power in your song I'm looking out right now and I, I, I could I'm not going to but I could pick folks out of this church I could pick young people I could pick pick kids out I could pick a, a middle age uh, the whole gamut it's here you fought things and you've battled things and even today you sometimes feel like if you're, you're still kind of locked to it you're still kind of chained to it and, and there's times when you'll think the thought what's it even worth is it even worth is there even any power to get me out of this thing it cannot will I ever escape or am I doomed to live here and there'll be a little voice that whispers in your ear why don't you just give up why don't you just call it quits why don't you just quit singing that song? I'm telling you, when you feel least like singing, it's when you better start humming. When you feel the least victorious, sometimes something's right around the corner that's going to change everything. And it may not come the way that you think that it's going to come, but it's coming. They never would have dreamed that it would have been an earthquake. You know, I mean, Peter's locked up. They just sent an angel and the, boop, the door opened. Peter's like, hey, that's pretty cool. Next door, boop, opened up. Angel's leading the way. But for Paul and Silas, it wasn't quite so simple. And there was a reason for that, I believe. There was a purpose, even in the earthquake. See, 
Peter was, as far as I could tell, by himself. But there was a multitude of people around Paul and Silas that needed to know that the God that they served was an almighty and all-powerful God. It took more than just opening up a prison cell to cause a, a guard to fall at their feet. Your cell can remain your cell, or you can turn your cell into a concert hall. Stand with me today. They began to sing. The Bible says that the foundations, the things upon which their cell sat upon, the very foundations began to shake. It didn't shake enough to cause it all to cave in and kill them, it just shook it enough to spring every door of every prisoner that was in that place. God said you may not be able to get out of everything that you get into. But there's not a prison guard on this planet that can keep God from getting in. Your worship, your prayers are the key to bring God into the middle of what is holding you back. Your prayers and your worship are the key to allowing God to come in to something you'll never get out of on your own and setting you free. The earth began to shake doors sprang open and the next thing you read is the jailer has a sword ready to take his own life. It's over. Surely they're all going to be gone and Paul and Silas like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 don't, don't take your life. Don't take it. We're all here. It wasn't even about, and they were there the next morning. You see, the whole thing wasn't even about getting them out of prison. It was about getting the guard out of his prison. Yes, yes, yes. Because they didn't leave. Let me tell you what happens when you worship in the middle of your trial. When trouble is in your way and you can't see your night from your day. You just remember that there is a day that's coming when it's going to be worth it all. And you may not understand what God is doing and why God has allowed you get to get into a place where I thought we were tight, God. I thought you cared about me, God. And he's like, I do care about you and I love you. I love you enough that to tr trust you to put you into a situation like this so that there's somebody else that'll never find me without you that will find me because of you. that guard stops and the Bible tells us that he falls at their feet and he says what must I do to be saved oh what must I do to be saved 
It's a question that all of humanity needs to ask because they're locked in dark prisons and they're bound and they don't realize how bound they are. They don't realize how hopeless they are until a church, until a, until a Christian, until somebody, until God allows somebody like you and me to get into a situation that we would never have gotten onto, into sometimes by doing the very thing that is right. By following his will, sometimes God's will will take you into a place that seems like a prison. Sometimes God will allow the wrong thing to happen to you for the right reason. But if God got you in, God can get you out. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.